to the Pet Business Coach Podcast, where I help you make your pet business dreams a reality. I'm your pet business coach, Eliza. Spring is in the air and our thoughts turn to cleaning. In our last episode, we talked about spring cleaning for your business. Today, we're going to talk about dusting off and updating those SOPs or standard operating procedures. In this episode, you'll learn how to write procedures for your business that actually get read. And even better than that, get understood and implemented. I think it's going to be an amazing show, so give the dog a bone and the kitty some catnip, and let's dive right in. Last time we talked about spring cleaning for your business, and one of the tips to get your business spick and span was to update your standard operating procedures, or SOPs. This is a fancy way to say your documented processes, how your business works. These are the how-to documents associated with your business. They can be anything from how to train new employees to how to write a client update after a pet sitting visit. As your business grows and changes, so do your SOPs. The ones you already have will need updating and you may need new ones relative to how your business operates today. Writing an SOP isn't complicated, but there's definitely some things you want to keep in mind to make these documents helpful and usable. The first thing to keep in mind is to start with a title and a version number. One of the biggest mistakes people make in writing procedures is they pick too large a topic. Picking a title can help with this. Think about what your procedure will cover. If you can't describe the process you are documenting in five or so words, then you've probably picked too broad a subject and you need to break it down into possibly more than one SOP. An example of this would be your hiring process. There's a multitude of different components to it, including, but not limited to, sourcing employees, doing interviews, hiring employees, onboarding them, and a bunch of other stuff. It's better to break up the very large topic of hiring into smaller bite-sized procedures that can be more easily digested by those performing the tasks. Also, be sure to include a version number with your SOP. These are meant to be living documents and will need updating periodically. It will help tremendously to know which version is the most recent version and if they're shared with employees, which version the employee received. The next thing to keep in mind when writing SOPs is to keep it simple and avoid the big words. Bear in mind that people's attention span is short and the easier something is to read, the more likely they are to make it to the end of the document. This is not the place to practice that consequential capacious locution. That's a big fancy word for big words. If you need help determining whether you're writing simply, there are many tools out there for this. One I often use is called the Flesh Reading Ease Score. This is a test that measures the readability of a text based on the average length of your sentences, which is measured by the number of words and the average number of syllables per word. You want to write so that it can be easily understood by a 13 to 15 year old. Yes, I know you're writing for adults, but the level of difficulty of your writing will directly impact how well people absorb and understand the material, and your goal is ultimately that they learn it. Next thing to keep in mind when writing SOPs is to pretend that they know nothing. 
I remember when I was in grade school, my teacher led an activity designed to demonstrate the importance of being clear. She brought in all the fixings for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and laid them out on a table. She then asked for a volunteer to walk her through how to make a PB&J sandwich. I raised my hand immediately, I was always a little bit of the teacher's pet, and said, start by spreading the peanut butter. She then proceeded to plunge her bare hands directly into the jar and pulled out a fistful of gooey peanut butter that she spread with her fingers all over the table. My class broke up laughing and I was embarrassed, but we also learned a valuable lesson. She had followed the directions I gave her. Unfortunately, I had neglected to tell her to use a knife to scoop out the peanut butter and to put it on the bread. Standard operating procedures should follow the same principle. Don't assume that your reader knows the finer details. You want to include enough information so that if they've never done the process before, and in many cases they haven't, they could learn it effectively by simply reading the document. The next thing to do when writing an SOP is to include pictures. There's nothing truer than the phrase, a picture is worth a thousand words. I recently bought a new coffee table from Ikea. If you've ever had to assemble a piece of furniture, you know how frustrating the instructions can be. I was not looking forward to it until I saw the directions. There were literally a dozen pictures showing exactly which bolt went where and how everything fit together. Sometimes things are just easier to explain in pictures than in writing. There's nothing saying that an SOP has to be only words. Use graphics, pictures, arrows, words, whatever works well to explain the process clearly and simply. And finally, have someone else read it. When you have the document in a form you're satisfied with, have someone else read it. It's remarkable how clear instructions look to us if we've written them ourselves. Ask a friend or one of your employees to read it with a critical eye and make sure they understand it. If they have to ask questions about it to completely understand it, then you probably have a little more work to do on the document. Bear these tips in mind for writing your next SOP and you'll get a document that gets read, understood, and implemented every time. Happy writing! That's our episode for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, I would love it if you'd leave me a review on whatever platform you're tuning in on. And if you're ready to take the plunge and launch your own pet business, or if you feel a bit stagnated and want to take your existing pet business to the next level, then reach out to me for a free strategy planning session at www.thepetbusinesscoach.dog forward slash coaching. That's www.thepetbusinesscoach.dog forward slash coaching. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, you always have a choice. Don't forget to choose happiness. Music